Oh, my goodness. Have you seen the markets today? It's being called a, quote, widespread deleveraging. Ow, that has got a sting. It is a Black Wednesday for cryptocurrency. The crypto bubble that inflated Bitcoin's value passed a trillion dollars and added billions of dollars to absolute nonsense digital tokens is absolutely bursting right now. Bitcoin down as much as 29 percent. Wiping out about $500 billion in value from the coin's peak market value. Man, all it's erased all gains it clocked up following Tesla's uh, announcement in February that it would use corporate cash to buy the asset and actually accept uh, Bitcoin as a form of payment. And then these other coins, Ethereum, sinking more than 40%. Dogecoin, which is a just a joke token, is, this is where we are. That thing is down 45%. What's going on with all of this? What's happening? Lale Sommerbach is a professor at the Ted Rogers School of Management and joins me on the line. Help me understand what's happening here. Sure. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Um, basically, you, in a nutshell, explained what is happening in terms of statistics, so I'm not going to get into that. Yes, the drop is almost crazy, so 40% drop, although a little bit of it was gained, regained afterwards. And the things are not brighter for the other uh, types of cryptocurrencies either. The main driver in this sense were um, two uh, basically news announcements that came. The first one, more of a, I would say, government and policy intervention, which came from China, and uh, in which the announcement was made that China's government is banning financial institutions from providing any service to cryptocurrencies, basically trying to eliminate any speculative cryptocurrency trading. So that was one of the main reasons that happened yesterday. The second one, uh, for the same reason that you opened the discussion today, which was back in April, we had the highest peak in the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency markets after uh, Elon Musk's announcement about Tesla accepting the cryptocurrencies uh, for uh, the from the um, buyers. Um, in fact, over the weekend there was another announcement uh, from the same source that uh, is now um, Tesla is now going to stop accepting cryptocurrencies due to environmental reasons in terms of energy usage for producing. Uh, cryptocurrency. So these two hand in hand, I would say pretty much one from the policy and governance intervention and the other one from uh, the corporate side, uh, both hand in hand, um, in fact, um, pretty much uh, injected into the market and uh, resulted in what we see today. Um, that's what's happening in a nutshell, but uh, we can continue talking about... Yeah. Let, let, let's, like Lale, if I could just dig into those two things individually, if, if you don't mind. Let's begin with China, because uh, central governments have a vested interest in seeing crypto not succeed, because that, that would be... I mean, central governments have got to be worrying about their own currencies if crypto really, you know, takes off. So... Is is the move by China to say, okay, we are not going to allow any trading to that, is that going to cascade across the world, around the world, do you think? I would say it will have its own trigger. So it's needless to say that it will have its own trigger. However, when it comes to policy and government intervention, there's just so much we can predict. 
So, um, but from the very long time ago, one of the major concerns over cryptocurrencies was the sovereign risk involved, right? There's no country behind um, particular cryptocurrencies. So um, there was always the threat from the central banks and uh, um, sovereign governments in terms of like um, interfering and meddling with this. To answer your question, I can uh, pretty much China is, has its own like uh, government intervention. So I wouldn't imagine that happening in um, in the Western countries. Like because in it that. can't, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, it probably can't. But, it can't. Uh, but at the same time, um, we have to understand that China has the probably largest share of the overall global market when it comes to uh, trading. So because of that, uh, we have to also be um, understanding of the limitations that it will impose. In brackets, I can say that there's a lot of political uncertainty in general um, in China when it comes to investment. So, for example, uh, we have measures that we actually um, include whenever we, are, we want to do about financial evaluations about the impact of uh, 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 economic uncertainty in China. So that's something that we're always aware of. And it's I would say it's not new or it's not the first time that such intervention has happened. All right. So we have on one side, we have a, a country uh, with arguably the largest economy in the world uh, making, <laughs> making a move that is going to move crypto. And then on the other side, the, the second part of what you talked about, Elon Musk. Now, here we have an, an individual who a single person who by a tweet or even a joke on SNL can move the market substantially. Talk to me about that. That is correct. Um, I would probably just focus on the um, on the impact from the investor point of view. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm not questioning uh, basically um, other attributes of Elon Musk, but. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that recently, like while he has been a pioneer in understanding the market and the advances of technology of the future of trade, um, but recently we have seen very volatile uh, form of um, intervention through Twitter. And for the same reason that I agree with you, when the announcement was made, um, I think about the Tesla being able to trade with cryptocurrencies, but um, then we see in less than a month and a half, um, we see that things are changing. So that questions the credibility of the source. So I would say um, probably the impact that we see is because when it comes to cryptocurrencies, a lot of investors and holders uh, tend to overreact as well. So um, we see more emotional investors involved in cryptocurrency. Is, is that because the yeah, majority of them are day traders? That, and also I would say the population, like you can see in terms of um, uh, basically the age involved and such. So you can see that, uh, generally speaking, investors of cryptocurrencies are more prone to overreacting uh, and um, a little bit of, I would say, emotional uh, trigger is involved here. Oh, okay, so to those uh, emotionally overreacting day traders, as we run out of time here, just uh, if, if you're in this market, do you have any advice for uh, investors? Um, what I try to say is that uh, basically diversification is to go. So, uh, <laughs> that sounds really boring. Yeah, it sounds very boring, but uh, diversification is a fact. Like, uh, while I do not deny the value of Bitcoin, I do believe that the 
correction was needed to some extent. So what you see here is not necessarily a bubble bursting, but a correction that was long needed for the same reason that we saw huge increases since April. So um, this correction is needed. How far are we going? How much of it is going to regain? Um, probably none of us can answer yet. Uh, but that's why I would say diversification is the be- diversification is the best solution at this point. Lale Sommerbach from the Ted Rogers School of Management. It's been a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for helping me better understand what's going on with crypto right now. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Have a great day. All right. How's about that, ladies and gentlemen? Huh? What's going on out there? Are you one of those uh, bathroom investors? You sitting right now on the throne with a laptop on Robinhood or Wealth Simple or something, just doing some trades, listening to me, thinking, oh, this, I'll listen to this Carter guy. He's got a thing on crypto. What's he up to? Is that what's going on? Because you know what else is going on here, too? It, it, it's not only the so-called bathroom investor, and I know that that is a derogatory term. So, you know, if, you, if you're getting you know, worked up about that, day traders, okay, fine. But what else is happening here? And, and this is kind of a thing that has run through all of our hour today. As we talked about opioids and the difficulty with the opioids, and, this, and now what's going on with the market? You know what's going on? In both cases, there is stimulus money flowing through the economy, and it is going into places where, you know, the government does, did not design it to go. So you have stimulus money that is, you know, going to people who, you know, might have been on disability, but now they're all of a sudden they have $2,000 a month because of the CERB, and all of a sudden that turns out, you know, that shows up in the street and street drugs, and we have an opioid problem. And on the other side, we've got $2,000 going into the pockets of, you know, unemployed young people who are opening up their MacBooks and decide, you know what, I'm going to pour all of this right into crypto. That is what is going on here. And both of these things are related to the pandemic. That's how the pandemic is just influencing everything.